Hello, hello, this is New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. How is everyone doing out there? My name is Flobo Boyce, and I want to thank you so much for checking out the podcast and telling everyone about the show. Uh, I can I can see the numbers. The data is uh, telling me that there's more and more people uh, joining in, listening in to the show than ever before. So I have to say, welcome. New Amsterdam Radio is something that kind of started as an embarrassing side project. Embarrassing in that I didn't tell anyone about it. I would do a podcast in secret and go back and forth and and him and haw. But if I should tell people about it, if I should have guests or if I should uh, make it bigger than what it is and something happened, something beautiful happened. It got bigger on its own, which is really cool. I think anyone who creates anything, that's what we really want. You know, we want a Mickey Mouse moment where something can be bigger than yourself. Not saying this podcast is on the level of Mickey Mouse, but hey, everyone starts somewhere, right? On this episode, uh, I do have a very special announcement, um, a little bit of a, a two-part our first ever two-part episode going here. Uh, Jim Alexander, no relation to last week's guest, Jamie Alexander, but Jim Alexander has been one of my good friends here in Los Angeles in terms of hosting, in terms of just being comfortable in your own skin. Uh, he's from the Midwest, but he has a very East Coast attitude, uh, which I appreciate. And uh, we work together as host at AfterBuzz TV, which recently a lot of my guests come from that connection, and that's okay because I like to share that part of life uh, with you. And we're going to break this up into two segments. Uh, for those of you who are not versed in the AfterBuzz world, Jim no longer evolved. And so I really wanted to get into his mindset about his recent departure for the company and what we can draw from that. It's really about deciding when uh, to pivot, whether or not the inciting incident is up to you or not. And next week, uh, the second part, we're going to focus more about Jim's story of how he built his own empire with his website. Uh, I was floored with the level of knowledge uh, that not only Jim has, but he's willing to share. But before we get into that, some housekeeping, you know how that goes. Uh, Amsterdam.com is a website. You can find all the episodes of the podcast there. I am on social media, at Boys on Twitter, at FloBito on Instagram, and of course, FloBito.com. And uh, you can support the show by buying a t-shirt or a hoodie over at FloBito.Threadless.com. Or if you want bonus content, you see all the interviews in there full glory the unabridged interviews are available on patreon so you don't, you don't have to worry about things that are cut out you get the whole story over at patreon.com slash boys by the way that's me uh the owner the host the developer of new amsterdam as a brand and lifestyle and in the podcast as well but you guys didn't tune in to talk to hear me talk about the things i'm working on you tuned in to hear me talk with other people and what they're working on. So let's get to it. Jim Alexander, uh, Conversations with the King. Uh, as I say, we're inside the King's Court. Uh, dinner with the King. I don't Tea with the King. High tea with the King. Uh, I don't know how else to describe it. This guy uh, is royalty when it comes to just being yourself. So enough gushing. Let's get to it. So we have 
idea that we were at Afterbus for about a year. And uh, mm-hmm. for a series of events, you can go in as, as, as deep as you want. Uh, you're no longer with AfterBuzz. Right. And I, and I do think a lot of the listeners on our AfterBuzz shows are, are quick to write you off as heel Jim, negative Jim, he's a bad person. I know you don't care about what individuals think of you. You said as much just in this interview. But right. if you had a chance to set things straight on your end, I mean, what, what was mistold? Anything you want to get across? Uh, now be the time, bro. Yeah. So appreciate that. So yeah, I'm no longer part of AfterBuzz. I was there. We kind of started, I think, around the same time, didn't we? Same and week, I know, yeah, yeah we, we literally started the same week, and we were on the same show, Raw together, and Christie's show. Um, you know, Christy something to wrestle Project. with. Yeah, exactly. Um, former NXT member, yeah. for those of you Christy that don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, we started at the same time. We we had the same entry, and you know, we were there for hell almost uh, what a year and a half. Yeah. Until this point, yeah. So we had a good run. The thing with After Buzz is, listen. I think it's a place. It's a good place for a lot of people who want to get into the industry and get their reps in, who don't ho- have much uh, experience. And it's it's a place. It's like going to college. And it comes a point where you need to graduate. And I felt like, hey, it it put me on, on a panel. It did help me develop my skills, no doubt about it. Being part of an awesome panel, I enjoyed my time on doing Raw especially. I've done other shows, but Raw was something you look forward to every Monday, going especially into the studio, you know, having our conversations as we would before and after for hours, and that was my bonding time, you know, with my friends, with you and Jack and Mac, and, you know, when we had our crew back then, that was some of my funnest times, and nothing can minimize is that I mean? Well, I'm waiting for my laundry to be <laughs> there also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have a washer dry in the back, right? And Jimmy so yeah, every week it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I after Buzz did provide that, so kudos for that. Um, but it was it was a good time every Monday there, and man, those memories with you guys, like I met some cool hosts, man, some good people. Uh, Mike Thielen is another guy, a really good friend, you know, I made from there. And there's just a bunch of people I, I either did shows with, but, you know, that I consider friends, you know, and I think that, that they are good, legitimate people and talented people. There's, of course, a bunch as any college or any team that you people are you're not going to like. And straight up, I never... I never try to sugarcoat things like, oh yeah, I love everyone. Like, no, that's not, when you have like a hundred plus hosts, you're not going to like some people. And oh, you see these people over and over. I actually asked Is it? Yeah, it's Holy crap. <laughs> wow. I thought it was like, there you go. There's a lot of people that go through it. I think at some point, if you're doing hosting or reporting entertainment, like you've been through after posts. It's like, it's yeah, known it's in LA. college for sure. Yeah. It's, it's literally, it's your local community college in the area. Um, and you know, it works for a lot of people. It gives them a reel. It gives them some footage. So there's nothing to take away from that. I mean, I think it's beneficial a lot of times. Uh, and it was cool to talk about wrestling. So I, that part of the panel, well, I thought it was... Can I jump in there real quick about the AfterBuzz yeah. and the people? That, people don't really know like how much AfterBuzz hosts get paid. Because a lot of fans talk really slick about us. Mm-hmm. Like, like, we're, like we just is our job. We get paid millions of dollars. Like we're Stephen A. <laughs> yeah. But we're not, you know? No, definitely not, man. It, it, like I said, it costs you more sometimes to do these shows and do the red carpets and stuff than you would gain from it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like out-of-pocket expenses in a lot of ways, uh, too. So it's you're definitely not doing it for that. You're doing it for reps and, and you know, kind of putting your name out there and getting some tape and 
um, you know, making, actually figuring out what you're comfortable and good at. You know, I know it worked that way for you, man. You went from uh, kind of the the fan, shy and quiet panelist, dude being the, the best moderator I've ever had on that show and far superior one that I ever would be. Uh, so you found your niche too by doing these shows. You know, I remember your start and the way you are now. Like, dude, you are a pro when it comes to moderating a panel. I swear to you, I've never seen a better moderator in anything that I've been part of because you just know how to, you're like the Steve Nash man, throwing lobs and assists and scoring when needed. I'll take you that. you know yeah no question two time MVP by the way <laughs> exactly. uh, um, so in that sense um, so yeah I, I I give credit to its due but uh, in my perspective I've had an early fallout with AfterBuzz it started a long time ago before it was a long time coming and I was thinking about when to graduate when to step away because. In one sense, while it's beneficial to a lot of people, it wasn't that beneficial to me in a sense where I didn't need the red carpets to get on there as some people did because I already did that, you know, and I got a real talker as far as I got on the same carpets that AfterBuzz did, even though they have way more following and subscriptions and all. Uh, but Which I didn't need that aspect of people listening to this podcast trying to start their own thing that you can be on the yes. call of the big boys if you stick with it. Totally. Look at AfterBuzz's reach. I mean, you have so many subscribers and and they, they're known. You know, it's a proven brand. But me, Real Talker, literally gets about like 80% of the same red carpets as they do, you know, which is crazy. And I'm a little mom and pop shop in a lot of ways, too. So think about it that way. When you build your house, the possibilities are endless if you keep at it. Um, but yeah, going back to that. So I had a fallout with, with Kevin Undergaro. I didn't want that to happen. I never asked for it to happen but um you know i had asked him for a you know few months in when i was there i asked him if he could write me a in a sense a recommendation and or, or just give me some tips about applying to a job that i had already applied just anything i can do to maybe do a follow-up email to to them and uh anything he could share you know so because he it was someone i looked up to uh it's someone that at the time, it was the head of, you know, it still is a head of AfterBuzz. And that's someone who's been in the industry. It would be a great benefit for me to, you know, and putting in time as I have been. I was doing six shows when I started off. Six shows. I was there wow. almost literally five to six days a week. We've all done that. <laughs> yeah, we've all done it at some point, too. So, uh, but but he, he basically said, I never heard of you. You know, when we had this, like, I, I he never responded to my email. I sp- I finally got a chance to get it, you know, get it in front of him in the hallway, and it was not the same person that I thought he was initially, you know, and like I, it just really surprised me um, the reaction I got, and I felt like I was dead man walking from then on. Then there was a uh, week later was a giving back kind of day that they do for hosts, and he buried me in front of everyone. And he didn't say my name, but I was right there, and he looked at me in the eye, and I looked right back at him when he said, like, you know, we have some bad apples here, and, you know, all of you are great, but sometimes people get here that are bad, you know, and all these things. I'm like, dude, I just asked you, and I've, listen, people want to talk to, you know, say I'm a bad guy with this. I have proof of all this, too. I literally have proof of the emails and stuff. I just asked the guy for advice, and I felt like, I don't want really, really want to be in, in an environment where, you know, I felt like it was an internship in a lot of ways for me. You know, that's how I kind of treated the place. And every industry, dude, the least you could do is give someone a recommendation, man. And it's like, it's not like I just, in my first week, I was there three months and we were making Raw one of the highest rated Raw shows they ever had, you know? Bro. 
um, at that time. So it's like you didn't know who I was. And when and he told me, and I, I knew it was over the relationship there in a sense with management when he straight up said to me, he's like, why well, I... I haven't, I've never heard of you. I'm like, do you watch your shows? He's like, well, if you were any good, I would have heard by you. I would have heard from you from my producers by now. And that was a shot that like me as a guy and I, I do have an ego and I have, you know, self-respect for myself in a lot of ways that some people will, Hey, it's their prerogative, but some people will, they're okay with not, you know, letting kind of be, uh, you know, someone take the upper hand over them, but I don't. And it's like, I was like, no, that's not the kind of environment I want to be in. But I stayed. I stayed almost for another year. Literally, I didn't think I would last. I thought they were trying to get rid of me or whatever. Or they didn't. But uh, I guess we created compelling television, but I was still always around. And I literally stayed for you guys and the show. And it came to a head, you know, as it was noted with, uh, uh, with the tweets and stuff where... Once again, I felt like I was attacked and not they didn't have my back. And I'm not surprised because they never really did at that point. And I knew the opportunities were never coming for me. I never got a call up to do something and, you know, um, you know, to, to like, hey, we have this thing for you. We want to be part of all the other hosts we're getting. I never got calls and I'm OK with that. It never bothered me. Um, it's just kind of the big picture aspect of it. So they didn't have a great relationship, but that's that's reality. You're just not going to sometimes have a great relationship with your employers. And it's unfortunate, um, not that they're my employers in that way, but um, but you just got to keep on doing work. You know, I, I can say thing at the end of the day, I never threw them under the bus publicly did anything disparaging on the shows did anything to seriously offend or rile up anyone if i did i would have been gone immediately it wouldn't have come to a bunch of tweets that they had to protect one of their own over uh to do that uh, so you know at the end of the day i'm 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 more than okay uh you know you know ending that relationship I'm sure they're fine also, uh, as they have 400 hosts who can always replace you. I mean, the show goes on, you know, <laughs> and uh, I'm good. I mean, it just gives me more focus on my own things, and I think it was a long time coming. It just sucks that I don't get to hang out and see my friends, but like I said, you got to keep on building your house. It all boils down to the end. Build your own home, and later you have somewhere to go, because if I banked everything on AfterBuzz or any other place like that, uh, freelance, it would have been, in a sense, career crushing you know because where would i go what would i do but having that home always gives you a a landing spot when you need it so uh yeah it is what it is you know it's like i know you hear different things and certain people i i don't have the impression uh of who runs after buzz in the most favorable way it's not what i was led on to believe earlier the people were the way they were there's obviously politicking and it happens in every kind of place where there's a lot of people around and stuff but hey i'm sure a lot of people you know have no issues and have fine relationships and that's good for them you know just for me it wasn't the right one and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna be me at the end of the day and uh it's okay yeah it's it's okay i'm, I'm here talking with the king and the king <laughs> yeah i want to thank you so much for coming on the show i know that we get into the whole your backstory and like who you from and what you did but i think it's a cool way of showing people that if you took time at the beginning to focus on your craft, it's paying off dividends now. So uh, mm -hmm. as we wrap this up... It's a big takeaway. It is. I mean, dude, you're teaching us the game. Uh, if you have uh, any way people can follow you online or your Patreon, put everything over, brother. Hey, um, 
thanks to you, I need to get my ass in gear because this is one thing I, I we all have flaws. My flaw is trying to multitask and do too many things at once and set up things. And this is something for everyone that can take, you know, try not to stretch yourself out too much in a sense, because then you take away from different things. Like my Patreon's game is weak right now and I need to step it up. So, uh, I know that's something you're really good at. You know, that's one thing I learned from you is like how, I'm impressed how you're always on top of your game with so many different platforms. Like for me, that's my crutch. Uh, that's something I need to get better on it to, to keep on uh, posting continuous content and spreading over platforms. But my Patreon, which is I'm working on, I'm just building content so I can post a lot of it at one time. Uh, it's uh, patreon.com uh, slash the Jim Alexander. So T H E J I M Alexander. And same thing for my social media. So Instagram, Twitter, you can find me at the Jim Alexander. So at least I got that coordinated. Hey. Everywhere's pretty much the Jim Alexander. And, um, you know, I urge people to check out uh, my YouTube page. It's Real Talker. Just type in Real Talker, R E E L uh, Talker. Uh, two different words uh, on uh, YouTube and you can check out I have literally a few hundred interviews posted up there uh, that I've done so you guys could check out what I've done and maybe take some tips or things not to do uh, a lot of there and of course realtalker.com that's that's my hub that's my home I'm still building with those bricks so that's where you can reach me and you know uh, I'll, I'll sometimes throw back a snarky comment for some of the marks and minions, but sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You got it. Got to stop there for this week. Uh, this concludes part one of my conversation with Jim Alexander. We we'll back next week with part two. We can focus really on how Jim got to build his own empire with the Real Talker brand. I'm so excited for that part. Uh, so please come back for part two with my conversation uh, with Jim Alexander. This is New Am Sam Radio, a podcast for creatives where we sit down with people really making things happen from an idea. See, New Amsterdam, the idea was that it was a city uh, that would give anyone citizenship if they had an idea in their mind and were willing to act on it, willing to create. And if you're a creator, welcome. So if you haven't already, tell a friend about the show, share it. Uh, this podcast is available on Apple Music. I will call it iTunes because I'm of a certain age, but it's Apple Music now. Uh, it's Spotify, SoundCloud, I think Tidal. Like it, it's, a, it's a lot of places. Just tell a friend about New Amsterdam, drop a review. If you can, NewAmsterdam.com is the website. My name is Slowbo Voice, and I want to thank you so much for checking out this show and all the other products I'm working on. You know, Google me. I do a lot of things. <laughs> and hit me up on social. We'll be friends. Add me. Uh, I'm always around for a conversation or two. Uh, so next week, part two with Jim Alexander. But as always, until next time, this city is yours.